Good day to you fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. Thinking, does he have problems? And I'm not, I'm not even having allergies. This is just emotion that you see going on. And that's one of the things God just happens. That's how it works with me, physiologically. When the presence of God is as palpable as it has been today, that's just what happens with me. So no worries for any of you. I want to talk to you about gaining spiritual weight. Anybody out there? gained any weight during COVID time? Yeah, when you would have thought, you know, you could have given more attention to what you were eating and such. You had time to prepare meals, but all of that sitting around and such gets to you. Well, when I was in my early teens, like most boys, I I wanted to bulk up. So I'm talking about 13, 14 years old. Uh, especially when I was gearing up for football in ninth grade. And um, to add to my position or passion in this, my stepfather had spent a period of time in his life when he was actually a bodybuilder. Uh, I'm not making this up. It's, it's for real. He was, he was actually a bodybuilder. And so even in his 40s, he, was, he just looked good. You know, he had... Well-rounded shoulders and biceps. He was strong, and he looked strong. And uh, just well-proportioned. Uh, he was born to good, you know, thing, and just shaped up right, but then he added to it by lifting and bodybuilding. And, you know, he was the one that told us that we take these powders and spend some time on those weights, and you'll bulk up and get stronger and all of that stuff, right? So 14-year-old boy wants to know that stuff. And so I, I spent some time doing that. And uh, my stepdad, even at my age now, he still looked good. Uh, he was a construction worker, so he took care of himself in that regard. And um, I was thinking at that time... <laughs> You know, you keep drinking those, those drinks, the powdered drinks, the protein shakes and all that stuff. And I don't know, some of you guys that are my age and thereabouts, it was a big deal, right? You would see the guy on the magazine and he was all looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, you know, that's when I got to know his name, you know, and that's when he started and did everything that we could. But uh, thinking that those, those ounces in that drink would exponentially expand my muscles and I would be like 10 pounds heavier and all bulked up, you know. <laughs> if someone wants to gain five pounds, it's not like you can eat five pounds of food and, you know, the next day you're going to register five pounds heavier. Your body actually expends that intake. Instead, you eat five pounds of food and incrementally 
incrementally gain an answer to. And if you keep working out and you go at it months and months, then you can build up and get bigger, get more tone. And this was pre-steroid days, and I found out that the energy needed for my daily life burned up most of the calories I was taking in those drinks and otherwise. I just burned them up. I was 14 years old. I told the early service, I, I could sit down at that age, I could sit down and eat five pancakes, homemade. They weighed half a pound each. <laughs> I could eat five of them and not even think one moment about it and three hours later still be hungry. That's all changed now. <laughs> and as you can probably tell, I didn't stick with the program because here I am. We're a quick fix society, aren't we? If you could take a pill to gain weight or take a pill to lose weight, People are taking them, aren't they? Why am I telling you all of this? The message is titled Gaining Spiritual Weight. If you could take a pill to gain spiritual weight, there'd be somebody on television hawking them right now. Somebody that apparently has heard from God and designed a pill that will cause you to gain spiritual weight. And if you send in your best gift, over $100 will be sure to ship you a bottle of these spiritual weight gain pills right now. And if you act right now, I will initial and anoint your bottle personally and send it to you, guarantee you, a special anointing on those pills. Somebody would be hawking them if that were possible, but you and I both know it's not possible and not how you gain spiritual weight, is it? I want you to look with me to 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm actually going to, got it for you on the overhead. And I want you to see this verse from the Passion Translation. In the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's Word. For this milk will cause you to grow into maturity, fully nourished and strong for life. Look at your neighbor right now and say, fully nourished. Now show them one of your biceps and say, strong for life. That's right. You show it, Joe. <laughs> Especially now that you've tasted, you've had a taste of the goodness of the Lord Jehovah and have experienced his kindness. When someone wants to gain spiritual weight, they don't read 
five pounds of Bible and gain five pounds of spiritual growth. It doesn't work like that. Just like in your physical body. Those of you who have a well-developed midsection, <laughs> it didn't happen with one meal, did it? You have to continuously nourish and develop that zone, right? So what happens from the spiritual's perspective? The, we study the scriptures for an hour or so and, and, and we're fortunate to gain one or two great spiritual insights that add spiritual weight. Most of the five pounds of Bible we might devour during our personal devotions gets burned up in your daily life. So you can't get away with just one sit down with the word. You can't get away with 15 minutes in the presence of God. You can't get away with meditating both on the word and just on what Holy Spirit may be speaking into your life with just 15 minutes a day and expect to gain good spiritual weight. Not to mention we often forget whatever we do have in our devotions. And the end result may be that we add only a fraction of an ounce of spiritual weight that increases our Christian life. Because all the while, the fiery darts of the enemy are coming at you. And so you have to expend spiritual energies to maintain the battle. So what does that mean? You have to continuously go back to the source and get more ammo, if you will, more weaponry to fight in the battle. What you have to remember is based on this, the word of God here from 1 Peter Chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Wait a minute. Can you pull up? Is it easy for you to pull up verse 1? Because I can pull it up. Let's just do that. I want you all to see verse 1. So abandon every form of evil, deceit, hypocrisy, feelings of jealousy, and slander. That's verse 1. In the same way, do you see what's happening here? He first begins with what you have to get rid of. Abandon every form of evil, deceit, hypocrisy, feelings of jealousy and slander. In the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave this pure spiritual milk of God's word. Why did he tell them this? They didn't have everything you got. They didn't have it. What's Peter talking about here? Crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word. He's telling them, get into the Old Testament. Are you listening? Get into the word. Eat the word. Drink the word. Sleep the word. 
Get it in your system. What did Jesus use to combat the devil when he came to tempt him? The word. There's power in the word. How many of you sitting here right now, be honest to this preacher, with this preacher right now and say, you're craving food? Come on, be honest with me. You're thinking about what mama's going to cook this afternoon. Are you going to tell them now why you're not cooking? Because there's a truth behind that statement. No one has to convince you that you're hungry right now, do they? It's a natural aspect of your life. Right now, as you sit in your pew, you're thinking about what you're going to eat later today. If, if you haven't already, I, am, I can assure you by the time this message is done, you'll be thinking about what you should be eating this afternoon or want to eat. I'm going to pick on somebody right now for a moment. I'll, I'll pick, on, pick on one of my former deacons. Mario, are you thinking about what you might be eating this afternoon? It's very possible. Is it possible? He's chewing on something right now. It's Jose's fault. So pass the buck. All right, Adam. So, so you're thinking about what you might eat this afternoon, right? So let me ask you this question. Is that going to be the only meal you will eat this week? Absolutely. So you've heard his confession, absolutely not, was his confession. And all of you will agree with that statement, right? That's not going to be the only meal he will eat this week. How many of you listening to me, I look at the online people because that way I don't have to look at anybody in here. are going to rely on this hour and a half, two hours service to maintain you for an entire week. And I will tell you, I will give you this answer right now. If that's your intention, by Tuesday, you will be W-E-A-K. Week. You will be weak, vulnerable, and the enemy can and will trip you up because you need more spiritual, pure milk of the Word of God, and you need more time alone in His presence than what you get here now. This is not enough. It's not enough not going to work for you. Just like when you eat this afternoon or tonight or whenever you do, whatever your situation is, it's not going to be the last time you eat this week. 
for crying out loud. Some of you are going to eat this afternoon, and that's not going to be the only time you eat today. <laughs> I'll aim in that one. Hey, there's probably some moose tracks in my evening experience. <laughs> I know it's in the freezer. If mama ain't going to cook for me, I can cook. And I ain't going to be enjoying some Whole30 stuff either. I may. Who knows? The scriptures are similar to the most delicious, well-balanced meal that you have ever eaten. One you will often remember and hope to repeat. Come on, I'm going to do this with you. Is anybody listening to him? Everybody pay attention to the preacher right now. S smack your neighbor on the shoulder say, come on, listen to him. I want you to hear me now. How many of you out there right now can think of a memorable meal that you've had in your life? I mean, you can, you can pinpoint the, what it was and it's still leaving a, a positive impression. Come on, lift that hand up. Testify right now. Testify. Say, yeah. Glory. Uh, yeah. We were, well, 4th of July, last Saturday. Not yesterday, but last Saturday, we were at a cabin that we visit. And I have a smoker that I have delivered to that cabin. And I smoked a 20-pound ham and topped it off with 10 pounds of chicken breast. Properly seasoned. Two hours and a half for the chicken breast. It did have some Goya on it, brother. I will not lie. And Goya adobo. I take it a step further. I soaked, I soaked the chicken breast for a day in Goya adobo. You could taste that goodness all the way on the inside. And I had family tell me that was the best ham and chicken they'd ever eaten. I, got, I guess my daughter will wave at him. She will confirm. So I, it's unforgettable. And all of you could trace something. Some of you Puerto Ricans with your pork. I mean, you Southerners like me, I can, I can taste some ribs right now. Mm. How, how many steak lovers I got out there that big old juicy, yeah, man, I feel, you feel me, don't you? Yeah. So I don't have to encourage you. It's left a mark on you, hasn't it? As you sit here right now, you can think about that and you crave it, don't you? If I left some of you out in this, 
I'm about to bring you in. Anybody out there know what creme brulee is? How about you cheesecake lovers out there? Anybody out there love a good cheesecake? Glory to God, hallelujah. I, I, I haven't forgotten you chocolate lovers. I love a chocolate cake that looks like fudge and has chocolate icing on it about that thick with a big old glass of whole milk. Man, that, I touched glory. So you name your dessert. You name, and, and there are so many more, aren't there? Amen. I'm from the South. How about a peach cobbler? <laughs> I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Yeah, peach cobbler. With, that's still warm, has that crunch on the rim of the, the flour dough area in your vanilla ice cream that makes it melt up some, see? So now I got you, right? I got you. You're craving some good stuff right now, aren't you? Y'all gonna mix it up now. You're gonna have the dessert and the steak. So if we will do that, with the word. If we will do that in our devotional life, it will transform you. You can be the Incredible Hulk always. If you will crave the pure spiritual milk of the Word of God. Amen. Pull up my next scripture for me, whatever I had in line. I want y'all to see this from the Word of God. I want you to see this. Psalm 34, verse 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Taste and see. Have you ever been to Sam's Club when they had a, those people standing behind a little cooker? And they got those tiny little samples of stuff. And you're like, this is, this is good. This is good. Can I have another? And why do they encourage you to taste it? So you invest. So you buy in to the product. They want to help you bulk up. Which may be no help at all, right? But you understand what I'm talking about. So they say, come taste this. Are you hearing the psalmist right now? Taste 
It implies you taking action. If you don't go to that counter, whether it's Sam's Club or BJ's or someplace like that, and taste it, you won't know what it tastes like. And so the psalmist is saying to us, come, taste, and see that the Lord is good. Better than your juiciest steak, better than your ribs, your pernil, better than that. I don't care if you season it up till it's perfect. Taste and see that the Lord is good. We're not just talking about him as the word. We're talking about him in his personhood. Come and partake of the Lord himself. He said, Jesus himself said, if you do not eat my flesh or drink my blood, you have no part with me. Some of you are thinking of that verse. That is weird. Morbid. He's telling you not to literally eat his body, but in the form of communion to partake of him in his personhood. Understanding why he gave his life, why he shed his blood. Partaking of that, taking that all in to your system. And that will cause you great strength and growth. And you'll be able to withstand the fiery darts of the enemy which continuously come. They continuously come, don't they? Y'all got my next scripture? Throw it on them. How sweet are your words to my taste. Yes. I love this version. Yes, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Got any baklava lovers out there? How many of you don't know what baklava is? Raise your hand. Come on, raise it. Raise it. It's okay. Shame on you. The rest of you that love baklava know what makes it sweet, don't you? It's the honey. So when they open Bethlehem Diner back up, go to Bethlehem Diner. Just go straight up to the counter and say, I need some baklava. My pastor said I should have it. My doctor, maybe not. My pastor, yes. You can get that fresh baklava. Mm. How sweet are your words to my taste. That means I'm consuming God. I'm going to go all Old Testament on you for a minute. He had a special table in the tabernacle. It was called the table of showbread. Showbread. That's a good word there, isn't it? Because when you consume the bread of life, who is Jesus? That's Jesus. That's what he meant when he said, eat my flesh. But you do that when you consume this. The word 
became flesh. Had his dwelling among. He showed up like showbread. The bread of his presence being interpreted that way. The bread of his presence, showbread. And if you taste the sweetness of his presence like you had here a few moments ago. Come on, you, you sense that wonderful presence of the Holy Spirit right here in this place? Do you know you can have that every day with God? Every day. You don't even have to wait for Sunday service. You don't have to get pumped up with Pastor Mackay and her good worship. You don't have to have that. You can worship God in your own time, your own way. You can sing all hymns and still get blessed. That might be blessing to you even more. Sing some of them old courses. Filled with the Holy Ghost and the presence of God. Spend time in the Word and watch God move in your own life. So your next meal isn't going to be your last meal. And our problem is that we tend to operate spiritually malnourished. Like this today is good enough to get you till next Sunday. Never. For our spirit, our soul, even your soul man to grow, we need to drink daily from his cup and eat daily of his body, the bread of life, the word. We need a daily intake of spiritual food. We need a balanced spiritual diet, by the way. Word, prayer, meditation, worship, in the spirit, and the understanding. Too much worship and prayer in the spirit and not enough in the word, it'll leave you unbalanced. No, you need the word, yeah. But you also need the prayer, worship, in the spirit. You also need that. Because if all you get is this, you have no spirit in you. You won't, be no, you won't know how to operate with what you know. You need Holy Ghost to direct you with what you know. So how do we become spiritually healthy? Do you want to be spiritually healthy? Come on, say it like you mean it. Do you want to be spiritually healthy? want to grow up in your own salvation, you know what the word says regarding that? Let each man, you can make it woman or child, let each man, woman, child of God work out their own salvation. I'm paraphrasing because the scriptures say, let each man work out his own salvation with fear and trembling. That's what the word says. But I'm giving you the paraphrase right now. Let each man, woman, child, every child of God work out their own, work out their own, do you hear it? Work out their own 
So look at your neighbor right now and say it's on you if you want to grow. You have the choice. I lasted about three months on that program, eating the shakes, drinking the shakes, and pumping iron. I've grown to the point where I don't even know if I want to go back to Planet Fitness. I know I got to, and I will. But it's been four months, man. Four months. I'm starting to look droopy. Not really. But still, I, it's been four months. I'm not, I'm not going over there lifting up the, those, those dumbbells, 40 pounds, and doing curls with them. I, there ain't no way. It ain't going to happen like that. Because I've not been exercising those muscles. And so they are weak, comparatively speaking. But look, that's about to change. And it's my decision and my effort that's going to change it. Just like if you want to get spiritually well built, you're not malnourished or lacking. It's going to be on you. Let each man work out his own salvation with fear and trembling. Not that you're afraid to approach God, but that it matters enough that you are reverentially approaching God with your whole heart. Let each person work out. And look at your neighbor and say, it's time for you to work out, dude. Drop and give me 20. No, no. You could do it, couldn't you? Could you? 20? You can, how about 30? All right. All right, now. I know you could. I believe you, brother. James 1, verse 14 puts it this way. Temptation comes from our own desires which entice us and drag us away. Our problem is craving all the wrong things, isn't it? Much of which I just named a few moments ago. Craving all the wrong things. We need to crave good spiritual food. Desire the word to nourish your soul more than food and drink for your body. I need to say that again. Desire, and pull up that scripture from Matthew 6, 25. Desire the word to nourish your soul more than food and drink for your body. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food or drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? What is the Lord saying to us? You know this is Jesus speaking right here. It's Jesus in Matthew 6. It always is the Lord, but, but this is literally in red if you have a le red letter edition. He said, is not life more than food in your body, more than clothing? Yes, of course it is. Stop worrying about the things of life, what you will eat or drink. Dwelling with the Lord 
having good standing in the Lord Jesus Christ is more important than any of those things. So to gain an ounce of spiritual weight, you need to take on five pounds of spiritual food daily in balanced proportions. You're in the Word. You're meditating on the Word. You're in His presence. You're worshiping Him in spirit and in understanding. Not for five minutes. You got to press beyond the 15 minute mark if you really want to start this growth pattern and do that daily. And if, you get, if I could get you to get into the half hour, 45 minutes, or shall I say even, even an hour in the Word and alone with God between meditation and prayer and devotions, you'll change. You'll bulk up. You'll be one of those people I can look at and say, can you teach Sunday school for the adults? Hey, would, you, would you take over that class? I, I can't be here this Wednesday. You'd be one of those people an hour a day. You'd be one of those people I could look at. You're filled with the Holy Ghost and you're doing all those things I just described. You'd be capable of teaching, of ministering, of leading. Now here's the trouble. Most of what you consume will be burned up as spiritual energy for that day. But here's what happens. You spend time and time in the presence of the Lord. And just like those of us who eat all of the wrong things develop this, you'll start developing in the Lord. You'll gain spiritual weight. You'll have a capacity. And, and one day it'll sort of creep up on you because somebody will say something to you and you'll say, hey, let's pray for that right now. You'll feel the unction of the Holy Ghost because you've been praying in the Spirit and seeking His face and spending time alone with Him and you've been in the Word of God and you know that the Word tells you that they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. God might give you a word of knowledge over somebody just in the office, at your workstation. You'd be walking by somebody and the Holy Ghost would say, I got something for them. And you'd go, what, what? Oh, whoa. What you got, Lord? You give it to them. Change the course of their day, week, life. Because you've heard from God and you're in his presence so that you can hear from God and give something to somebody that lifts, strengthens, and builds them up. That's why he wants you strong, spiritually strong. So look at your neighbor right now and say, grow up in Jesus. Stand to your feet, please, worship team. Left in this one. Insufficient intake means insufficient growth. Y'all heard where I started today. I mentioned my stepdad. If I was going to grow up and look like he did, I couldn't do it in a year, not even two years.
of steady, proper diet and working out on the weights, even at 14 years of age, that would have taken years. You don't get to look like our guy, Stephen McFarland, in a couple of days. It just don't happen that way. He's a beast in the gym. It's just the way it is. It takes you choosing every day to eat the right spiritual food if you want to grow in Christ Jesus. It takes you choosing to set aside time with the Lord. You have to make the choice. Now listen, I know what, what's happened over the last few months. You had time. Did you use it for the Lord? Or did you use it to catch up on Netflix? Hulu. YouTube. I could keep going, you know. Did you use it for those things? Or did you use it for Jesus? And if you didn't, today's your turnaround day. Think of it like it's January 1. And I'm going to make a decision to live my life like every moment matters growing in Christ Jesus. Bow your head, close your eyes for me. If you're listening to me online for a moment, just, just give me this moment, just a couple minutes with you right now. If you're listening to my voice right now and you've, you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, or you somewhere along the way walked away from him, you had a relationship, but you know it's rocky now, and it, it, it's possible that you, you may have walked away from him and things are not good with you and the Lord. Do you want to change that? With heads bowed and eyes closed in the sanctuary, you say, I want to get right with Jesus. I want to make sure I'm in a good place with the Lord. Lift your hand right where you're at. Lift it up. Say, I got to get things right with the Lord today. I don't want to take any chances. What if the flowers are blooming right now that would dawn your grave? Are you ready for that moment? If there's a question mark where there should be an exclamation point on your, your relationship with the Lord changing today. Lift your hand say, I need Jesus. Come on, is there anybody like that in the sanctuary? I need Jesus. I need to get things right with the Lord today. I want to remove the question mark and know I'm in a right relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody in this place? I haven't seen a hand yet, so if you're raising it, raise it higher. Wave at me or something. Maybe you're listening online right now. Say, I need Jesus in my life. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I thank you for your work on the cross and all that you've done for me. Yes, Lord. Forgive me. 
Wash away my sins. I give myself to you. I am yours. Amen. Still heads bowed and eyes closed. Maybe you're here this morning and this afternoon now and you say, I know I need to grow. I'm in a spiritually weakened position right now and I know it, preacher. And you're willing with heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around, it's a private moment. You lift your hand up and say, I need to grow closer to the Lord. I know there's more for me. Thank you. Thank you. Many hands. Pastor Mackay is going to lead us in a song. And while she leads us, you just give your heart and spirit over to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to grow more and more in you. And sing this song, my sister. Everybody in this place could grow closer to the Lord. I think everybody in this place may well want more of God. So let's pray that today. Lord, we give ourselves to you afresh and anew. Wherever we are, Lord Jesus, we need more time with you. We want more time with you. And we know, God, that more time with you will build us in ways that we absolutely need to be built up. And so help us, I pray, precious Jesus, to become more like you, to be more like you, and to build our spiritual framework up enough that not only we can withstand the fiery darts of the enemy, but we'll be the ones that, like your word declares, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We'll be the people marching forward with power, anointing, and strength and capable of tearing down strongholds of the enemy. That's the kind of people we want to be because, Lord, you've given us the vision to become the greatest impact church in the Lehigh Valley. We want to be about your mission, Lord Jesus. We want to tear this valley up for you in the right way, bringing Jesus to the valley, bringing the work of God to the valley. 
filled with the Holy Ghost and capable of tearing down strongholds. Lord, we're that people. And thank you, Lord. You make us to be that people. So we give ourselves to you in a fresh new way. God, we make a promise. We make a pledge. We're going to spend more time alone with you, more time in your word than ever before because we know we're in the last days. And before you call it, Lord, before you blow that trumpet, before you rapture the church out of here, God, fill us up so much that revival stirs across the nation and around the world and we see the greatest influx of new believers in history. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord praise. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the Lehigh Valley but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.